If you find that you and your spouse argue a lot about money, the good news is that you're not unique. Approximately half of all divorces can be traced to money problems. Now, I am crazy in love with the woman that I married 32 years ago, but oh man, have we had some knockdown, drag out fights. Okay, for the record, she has never knocked me down or dragged me out. That's just a figure of speech. As someone experienced with marital conflict, I can testify that A, it's normal, and B, it doesn't have to end up badly. But there are some important things to keep in mind when it comes to monetary marital messes. And the first is conflicts over money are really conflicts over priorities. You're not getting your way, so you fight about it with the person who is pig-headedly standing in your way. See, I'm on your side. Since money is the key to getting many of the things that we want in life, fighting over who gets the use of the keys is nearly inevitable. But if you can identify the issue behind the money, then you can take an important step towards finding a solution. The second thing is that winning isn't always winning. Unfortunately, most married couples develop unhealthy conflict patterns early in their marriage. Someone wins and someone withdraws. Now, those roles rarely swap. A dominant husband may bark his wife into a corner and then wonder why she withdraws for days at a time. But hey, domination is not a trait exclusive to the male of a species. I have seen quite a few lionesses that reign supreme in most of their marital conflicts. What both sides need to eventually admit is that this win-lose pattern is exhausting, and it actually results in both sides ultimately losing. The third thing to remember is that conflict isn't fun, but silence is deadly. If you're a natural conflict avoider, as most of us are, you can make the mistake of thinking that conflict is the worst thing possible. It's not. When your spouse gets to the point that he or she will no longer engage in the conflict, you've got someone who has given up. And in this case, silence isn't golden. It could be the sound of a relationship that has flatlined. The fourth thing to remember is for you to understand first and explain second. When you're having a conflict, the last thing that you feel like doing is listening. You know what I have to say about that? (laughs) Get over it. Listen hard to what your spouse is saying. Be able to repeat it back to her so that she knows that you get it. Only then, and only then, will she begin to have the motivation to listen to you. She doesn't need to understand nearly so much as she needs to be heard by you. And yes, it goes both ways. And the fifth and final thing is to seek third-party help when you need it. Sometimes couples, they just get stuck. They may try the above principles and still not be able to arrive at a solution. When, and not just if, that happens, seek help from an agreed-upon third party. Now, this may just be a, a trusted mutual friend, maybe a spiritual advisor, or a financial professional. Just keep in mind that most of this will be about communicating effectively over values rather than the finer points of a five-star mutual fund. So choose your counselor accordingly. Don't say that you'll never fight over finances. That is an unrealistic ideal. But if you'll fight fairly, your chances of finding a mutually agreed-upon solution and then making up go way, way up. Offering you wisdom on wealth, I'm Byron Moore.